is missing. You see what I did there? Turn that E at the end into E is missing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Podcast Room 303. This is episode 72. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as previously referenced, intern E is nowhere to be found, even though he picked this time. How are you doing this fine morning, Nicholas Morhan? Absent. You know what? This is you know, this is just typical. Interns, they get a big head on their shoulders. They think that, oh, I could run this company because I see how it works on the inside. So we gave him a little bit of power. We gave him a little bit of influence. We said, hey, you pick the time for this week's podcast. He picked the time. We all agreed on it. Two, I would say the co-founders of the podcast showed up on time because that's what we do. We're a professional podcast. We put in work. If we say we're going to be here, we're going to be here. We give you the people what you want. But it's just adding people on like George, like E. Like Nevada, that just quit on us. Actually, I don't mean to throw slander at, at EP Nevada. He's still he's been trucking along, doing his due diligence. Nah, he's dead to me too. George, uh, George for sure is dead. Joe, yeah, George for sure. We didn't but, even read his last rights. We just buried him out back. Yeah, yeah, we did bury him out back. But episode seventy-two. Thanks for joining us. We'll get into our trivia as we always do. Talk about some NFL news that broke. Cover the NBA Finals and some Chris Paul wild stats. Truly out of this world stats. Talk about the MLB All-Star Game, the Home Run Derby, and the USA uh, Baseball Olympics team. It's got announced. Uh, we'll tell you who the Stanley Cup champion is if you live under a rock. Uh, talk about Euros, of course. Dwayne Johnson? Yes, if you live under the rock. We'll talk about and then we'll finish up with uh, UFC 264. Uh, and some standing out and find them and cut them as we always do. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll kick things off right now with a two for this fine episode. For 72, we've got two trivia questions. Both of them were hysterical to us. Both of them are are about, yeah, I can't really say that without giving away the answer. So I'll say that at the end. Anyways, we'll get right into it. The first one is NBA related. The Seattle Supersonics, now defunct have won a playoff series more recently than three current NBA franchises. Which three are they? The fact that that's a, that's a question you can ask people to is just... If you guys want any more help with this question, the Seattle Supersonics last won a playoff series in 2005. That should help you. Okay, yeah, we can give them that. All right, and then the second question... In the last 30 years, only one team across the four major North American professional sports has zero playoff wins. All right, so that's not just NBA or just NFL. That is NHL, MLB, NBA, and NFL. And in the first question where we talked about playoff series wins, we're just talking about a singular playoff win, one playoff win in the last 30 years. Yeah, so series for NBA – one playoff win. You just had to win a game. Show up, do your job, go home. Just get into the playoffs, win a game. How hard is that? It's not. It's not. Because only on the last 30 years, every team but one has done it. That over little 30, thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was about to say over 30 years, the average kind of gets a little bit like you're going to, it's going to happen. 
Yeah, I mean, statistically speaking, it should. That's why this 30 years thing is insane. Anyways, we're kicking off with some NFL slash pro football news. And I don't really want to talk about the first bullet point that we have here. I want to talk about the one that actually matters, especially a near and dear one to our heart because we've discussed this ad nauseum on the podcast. We're talking about the XFL and CFL partnership dissolving without any fruition of an idea or league. So that's left that crazy AFL, NFL type merger. Um, you know, they left it all back. It won't be happening. It's buried next to George. You kind of have to think that this has something to do with money, right? Of I mean, course. Like, 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 obviously, it has something to do with money. But who, which, which part? You think the XFL demanded too much money? I think, yes. I think the CFL values their history and tradition, right? And they feel like they are the more prestigious organization. Prestigious. Of and the they're team. right. In that thinking, correct. But nobody in, North, in the United States watches the CFL. Oh, I agree with that. You're the most prestigious organization. That doesn't mean that you're the yeah. most profitable or marketable. Exactly. So partnering with the XFL, which has the buzz and notoriety from the 2000, because it was edgy. I re- There's like so many moments from the original like XFL Rod, run. Rod, that- he hate me smart. Bro, the, like, instead of instead of the opening kickoff, just two players car crashing into each other over a football. It was amazing. There was so many things. I remember the first. I don't know if it was the first play, but I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it was the first the snap. No, no, no. The first snap, mm-hmm. like the first snap was before the ball is snapped. The defensive lineman hops up, sprints across the line of scrimmage, and clotheslines the quarterback. Before it snapped, <laughs> just like we just started with the most audacious penalty I've ever seen. Yeah. Like that was the f- that might have been the first snap I ever saw, but I thought it was the first snap. In, in uh- so, so kind of going off topic, you know that they gave like look it up that they gave a lot of things to the NFL. That n- most yes. notably, the XFL developed the Sky Cam. Yeah, so there's a whole documentary on this. Yeah, that, that that covers like everything the XFL has done. So the way we digest the NFL product today, a lot of it was pioneered by NBC and by XFL's Vince, partnership. By Vince McMahon, dude. Vince, here's the thing. Vince He's a businessman. Vince McMahon is the single greatest promoter in North American sports history, and people can at me if they want that. Muhammad Ali fought. Uh, uh, what's his name? Anoki Gira. He was uh, a Jap- he was a Japanese pro wrestler, uh, right? And that was thrown on by Vincent, uh, Vincent, Mc- Vincent McMahon and Vincent Kennedy McMahon, father and son. And from that, that birth, that that modern monolith of pro sports, where you built storylines, villains versus versus pros, which is what boxing did at the height. Right when you had people talking shit and going out there and knocking people out, which is what McGregor literally does right now. This was all pioneered by Vince McMahon. Yeah, the way to sell your product, and it's insane what that man's done. He's I was I was gonna say I was crazy. gonna say can you can you consider the circus like a like a sporting event? 
Yeah. Because if you're considered the greatest promoter of all time, I would say P.T. Barnum has to be. Has to oh, be I got. I get what I get. What you're saying. <laughs> it's just it's it's just my job as the as the devil's advocate over here to come up with a counter to you saying Vince McMahon is the greatest promoter in North American history. The dude's revolutionized everything. Oh I, yeah, I I believe it. He took a territory system and single handedly bought it out, and then created this mega giant of a wrestling promotion that. It's still synonymous today that people still talk about today. Like, yeah, it's what WWE is one of the most interacted with on social media. Like, um, I give what, what would you say? Like, platform. It's not social media platforms, but one of the, like the most interacted with uh, programs on social media. It's insane. Their daily interactions are through the organization, room. corporation, maybe something like that. So, so it's, the- in, insert word here. So the Dallas Cowboys are on hard knocks for the second time, Jermaine. How, ex- <laughs> how, how, how excited are you for this, for this Dallas Cowboys hard knock season? Not really. I, you know, like we're just going to see more of Jerry Jones trying to steal the spotlight at every possible opportunity. Yeah. Zeke Elliott being the biggest possible baby in the world and mm-hmm. blaming other people for his lack of abilities or running back. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys offensive line literally being the hardest working and yet most injured offensive line in NFL history. Uh, well, Sean Lee isn't there anymore, so we can't see him doing steroids. Yeah, but you have Leighton Vander Esch there now. So. Oh, yeah. So Leighton Vander Esch <laughs> would take over as the fad castle of the uh, Dallas Cowboys. So he- here's the thing. The wide receiver room is going to be insane. Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, and Amari Cooper – that should yeah. be wild. Not that they have any corners to go against in practice. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to see there. I will say this. The one storyline I'm going to be excited to see is Dak Prescott revenge tour. So I'll be all right with that. Cause I, I, you, you, I, I famously picked him to be MVP last year mm-hmm. and through mm-hmm. the first five or six games, despite them not winning, it looked like Dak Prescott was finna be the MVP. Yeah. And then and HPO knows how to play up storylines, revenge storylines. Oh so they're gonna God. I mean they are gonna they are gonna edit and chop this video so much so it looks like Dak Prescott is never happy. It's just gonna be great TV. And yeah, and they and they they took all the notes from Vince McMahon and they're gonna turn this into an awesome story. Yeah, it's gonna be Dak Prescott versus Jerry Jones. But uh for all those Cowboys fans who are excited, your team being on hard knocks is is the opposite of what you want. That means you were terrible the year before. And like historically speaking, you're probably gonna be terrible this year. Because <laughs> the, the teams on hard knocks are never really good. They're going to the playoffs this year if you listen to Cowboys fans. <laughs> Talk, they're winning a Super Bowl every they're year if we listen Bowl. to the Cowboys fans. But with that being said, we'll go ahead and wrap up our NFL conversation and move on to the next topic, which I think we should go NHL since they just crowned their champion, right? Let's do it. Okay. So, with that being said, the NHL Stanley Cup is now the over. The season is over. Yeah. That's it. We're done. Finito. We're, done. Finito. We're now waiting for the 2021-2022 season. The Tampa Bay Lightning are the ninth team in NHL history to repeat as Stanley Cup champions, winning the series 4-1. And many of us with eyeballs 
suspect they threw game four to win on home ice. There's and no, you- there's no suspecting. Like if like if if suspecting is a hundred percent, or if like if like knowing is a hundred percent, and like anything less than that is suspecting, I'm at like ninety nine point nine percent. All right, so that's how you're suspecting. Yeah, yeah. They, they put on a good show. They're like, look, we'll take it to overtime. <laughs> we'll take it to overtime, but we ain't got to win. Yeah, we'll never take the lead, so we're never in danger of winning. Yeah. Like, yeah. Vasilevsky was like, oh, no, a shot. Oh, it got past me. Guess we'll have to go back to Tampa Bay. That's why Marc-Andre Fleury won the award. Oh, no. He's so good. (laughs) A a show note from a a shout out from executive producer Nevada. Every Stanley Cup final since 1980 has featured someone that has played with Yarmouri Hawker. This is fake. (laughs) This year, Canadians demon John Merle. Played with Yager on the 2013-2015 Devils. How much longer do you think this goes? That's 40 years. This is it. This is the last one. I refuse to let this streak live any longer, bro. I don't know. 41 years. 41 years of Stanley Cups. I featured somebody that has played with Yarmir Yager. How? How? Because Yarmir Yager played for 60 years in the NHL. He's 45. He He played for 60 years. He played till he was 100. My favorite, and Nevada sent me this stat. I said my favorite Yarmir Yager story, and you've probably heard it. He went and like bought a team in the in the Czech Republic, like a third division team. Yeah, and was playing with them, and like was so good that like he got him up to like Czech Division One hockey. But in his, but in his like playing with them, he he betted a like early twenties girl. And like what the the morning after they were asleep and she woke up and was like taking a bunch of pictures of him and then was like threatening to like release them. So Yarmir releases the text message that this girl's been sending him and like the text message that he's been sending back to her. And he's basically like, look, I'm an unmarried guy. If you want to release these photos to the public that show I'm still in shape and then I'm like absolutely just like dicking down hotties like as a 44 year old dude, then do it like. There, there's no backlash for me. How, how is that? How are you using that as blackmail if the dude's not married? That doesn't make any know. sense. Doesn't make sense. I thought you were going to talk about the story where he goes to play for these these like Division three, Division two teams, and they're doing like speed trials, hmm. right? Like the on a weight the, vest. the the skaters are are you know racing back and forth. Each one testing their speed, and Yarmir Yager's got a weight vest on and has the fastest time at like forty, like nine thousand years old. I think he saw the first dinosaur hatch. I think so. Yeah, it's. I mean, it is. It's. It's bonkers. So, congrats to the Tampa Bay Lightning for winning their series four-one, going back to back. That's a hard feat. They've been partying like crazy, but one dude played with a broken rib. One dude played with a broke or I'm not sure if he actually played, but had a metal rod put put into his broken fibula so that way he could play. I love at the end. I love at the end of so whenever like a team gets eliminated, right? Or a team will finally wins the Stanley Cup at the end of the year, you get to hear how tough hockey players are. And like how yeah. much the playoffs mean to them. Like whenever a team gets eliminated, they're like, 
Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Uh, Joe Smith over there was playing with uh, a literal bird bone in his arm because we, he, we we needed to replace it for game two, and we only had 12 <laughs> hours to do surgery. So he he, he played with a bird bo- bone in his arm. Yeah, the, it fixed the, in the offseason. The human bone we had lined up for him got stuck in the Zeus canal. That's right, yeah. They're like, well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, old, uh, you know, Mascherano over there, uh, yeah, his uh, kneecap completely, somebody thought it was a puck, and it shot it off his leg. He played the playoffs without a kneecap. (laughs) Dude, so this is what it was. Kucherov played through rib injury. He sustained from cross-check. Uh-huh. Uh, after a cross check from Isles Scott Mayfield. This is the other one. Uh, sorry, let me. <laughs> sorry, I got a bunch of notifications. Like Stammer partied all night. <laughs> of course he did. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> did you hear about the ice that they won the won it on is going to be used to make beer? Uh, sweaty, sweaty hockey ice. The ice rink ice, I was just like, that sounds kind of gross. Yeah, that's kind of hella gross. <laughs> Vas- Vasilevsky won the con Smythe. I think you already said that. And this is the one I'm looking for. So Alex Killorn had surgery to insert a rod in his leg last week. Tonight, he raised the cup. <laughs> was he, he played, right? I don't think he played. So oh, okay. it says almost played with broken fibula. Fucking A. <laughs> dude, I don't. That's some tough, dude. That's I don't care if he didn't play. The fact that the dude was like, "Yo, just put a rod in it." I got, yeah. ice, I got ice skate next week. Yeah. <laughs> Doc, Doc, it's game four coming up. I gotta be on the ice. So did you? Doc's see the- like, you shouldn't be walking right now. <laughs> yeah, you need bed rest. Yeah. Did you see the uh, way too early predict- predictions for the 2022 Stanley Cup? Yeah. If it's not the Colorado Avalanche, I don't want to hear it. It's Avalanche and Golden Knights. So of course it is. So they both blew it this year. So you guys aren't winning again. How the <laughs> Golden Knights? How are you going to beat the Avs and then lose the to the Canadians? The Canadians. You deserve every bit of heartbreak, dude. Being being a Golden Knights fan. Look, I know they in the infancy. It's like five years. It's tough, dude. Like how many finals and like. Technically, semifinals. Are they going to lose? Like, are they ever going to win one? I don't think they are. I think the, this window is closed, and I don't think they're Here's the winning. problem. Here's the problem. The Golden Knights, I think their their original GM was the GM of the Washington Capitals in all those years when the Washington Capitals couldn't oh, figure it no. out. So it's going to be a while, Golden Knights fans. <laughs> oh, no, dude. <laughs> That's so funny, bro. I it's, didn't know that. It's going to be a while, guys. You guys are going to be great. You're going to be great in the regular season. You're going to get to the playoffs. You're going to lose a couple of first-round series. You're going to get to a couple of semis. You're going to get to a couple of finals. You're not going to win. You're not going to win. Not for Jesus, a while. Jesus, dude. That is that is crazy. That dude is cursed. Yeah. That's 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 pretty funny. So let's right. let's move let's move from one finals in a sport to another finals Let's talk about the nba finals the suns are up 2-0 in the series against the milwaukee bucks do the bucks and i always i always love to ask these espn sports question chant like questions or sports sports caster questions 
Do the Bucks have a chance? Is there a chance for the Milwaukee Bucks, Jermaine? Yeah, of course there's a chance. <laughs> like so, so M- the Suns, NBA the Suns, these these first two games are in Phoenix, right? Yeah, exactly. That that was literally about what I what, what I was about to say. You know, there's like a notorious saying with NBA basketball, right? The series doesn't start until a home team loses. You know what I mean? Like it it doesn't start until the home team loses. So you're saying the Suns took care of business? Yeah. They're they supposed, they're supposed to win to those two games. Yep. They're the Western Con- Conference Finals representative. Were you were people really expecting the best team to come out of the Western Conference Finals to not win their two games at home? Well, no, because the Lakers didn't come out of the Western Conference. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because they don't have someone's dick to suck. So Giannis hyperextends his knee in a hellacious, hellacious-looking injury, right? Everyone's just like, Jermaine, you think he's going to come back? Jermaine, you think he's going to come back? Because somehow I'm a doctor as well. You know, if I don't wear an NBA analyst and doctor, if I don't wear enough hats, right? So I was just like, look, you don't ever um, wear hats, though. (laughs) Actually, the whole last month I wore a hat until I just did my hair. (laughs) But, you know, some major life event must have happened. (laughs) Yeah. So by by the way, everybody send your send your well wishes to Jermaine. He has he has a bleach blonde the top of his hair. So because this isn't a man that literally changes his hair every haircut, (laughs) apparently something is wrong with him and his friends need to text E and not him to see if, yo, is Jermaine good? (laughs) Dude, it's the craziest story I've heard. I was just like, huh? I was like, are you serious? It was so confusing that I didn't even send the photo to E, so E still hasn't seen it. But he'd see it right now if he was with us recording. You bum. He's not. He's You know what? Our first entry for this week on Find and Cut, E. <laughs> Yo, I like it. I like it. So Giannis comes back, hyperextended knee, right? So as long as there's no torn ligaments, you can re- you can typically recover from a hyperextended knee in two to four weeks, right? Usually on the longer I side of it. Two to four weeks. <laughs> That's what Giannis did in it. <laughs> Put a rod in it, bro. So we're gonna if we're gonna highlight NHL players, we gotta highlight Giannis for being tough. And dude, yeah, he came he's not American, he's European, so that's it, why. He came back. Dude, have you seen European soccer players? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Giannis came back a week after the injury, only took 10 shots in the first game, which is probably an indictment on the coaching and him. You need to be more aggressive. Finished that game with 20 and 17. On 10 shots. <laughs> on 10 shots, bro. He missed the fi- final two games of the Eastern Conference Finals, which his squad handled quite handily. It was very easy. They got the two dubs. And so he came back and tried to fit in instead of be his usual dominant self, right? Here's the here's the crazy part is I want to get this right. I think he had 42 and 17. 42 and 17 in the uh in game, game two on game two he had 20 and 17 in game one he has 42 in and 17 in game i'm gonna check just to make sure 42 and 12 right <laughs> took 22 like shots <laughs> hit 15 of them right they lost by 10 like 
It's unreal. Put Giannis back on the bench. They were winning when he was on the bench. Chris Middleton had 11 points in game two. Giannis had 42. He They're is done. not even two weeks. Done. He's not even two weeks removed from hyperextending his knee. Get over it, dude. Hockey players do it all the time. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm just saying, Chris Middleton, what is you doing, bro? No, I know. 42 and 12. And he scored uh his he put up like a historic third quarter. So he had 20 points in the third quarter. Yeah, that's I I saw that. Yeah, I I think that like it's it's a good point that you make that you know we've had we've had tons of series where you know the the home team comes in and they win the first two games at home and then everyone goes oh the other team's done and then the Bucks could very easily come out and win the next two games at home and then it's a series. Yeah, one hundred percent. Do I think it's a series? I don't know. I don't. Tr- I've never trusted the Bucks like since they've been here. <laughs> I've actually been on record. Like I think it was last year, last year before COVID hit, like in January. I was like, man, it's a shame Giannis is never going to win a title. <laughs> just on the record for no reason. There's no prompting. There's no anything. Just like, just said it out loud. I don't think he wins this title. I think Chris Paul's a man on the mission. I think Devin Booker's a man on the mission. I think uh, the spirit of Kobe Bryant is possessed Devin Booker. Just kidding. Have you ever seen that Jim Carrey movie? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like that. Devin Booker can't miss right now. He's going crazy. And his quotes are just ex- ridiculous. He's like, it's a 0-0 mindset going into game three. He's Every- starting to fight the Jokic brothers, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Devin Dude. Booker is such a pussy. He <laughs> fight that's a that's a business decision. <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah, that is that is take care of your money. All right, so 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 nobody so nobody. A, a cool stat that I saw is that no matter who wins between Suns and Bucks, yeah, there is nobody on these teams that will be getting their second ring. Everyone will be getting their first ring, but there's one special player that podcast room three hundred three is so glad that there's a possibility he could get his first ring. And that's Chris Paul. But Jermaine, for us today, you have some wild Chris Paul stats to just to make his first finals appearance. Yeah, this. So I'm sure Chris Paul has been buried into the ground because everyone's gushing over him and they're trying to paint the narrative of him winning the uh, finals MVP because they just want that story. Although Devin Booker's game two performance really puts that in jeopardy. So Chris Paul, these are this is what it took Chris Paul to make his first finals appearance. 16 seasons, 22 playoff series, 1,212 games, regular season and postseason, 37,757 minutes played, regular and postseason. Five different teams, right? Hornets, Clippers, Rockets, Thunder, Suns, seven different head coaches, and 179 different teammates. I mean, (laughs) talk about what what do you say to that? Talk about being dedicated to the craft. How, how like what he how close has he been to this? He's been to the Western Conference Finals a couple times, right? 
So he never made it to the Western Conference Finals with the Clippers, right? That's why it was a big deal the Clippers made it this year because he, he we always make fun of Chris Paul because he's the perpetual hamstring pool. Yeah. Right? He he just – there's always some injury in, in this playoffs. In this yeah. playoffs – The first got, round, yeah. He got the shoulder stinger, yeah. right, which I've never seen him dribble the ball and lose it just coming up in the up up the court more than this. He got COVID this playoffs, right? <laughs> so he missed like the first two games of the Clippers series. God is just trying to kill Chris Paul at this point. <laughs> He's like, no, I will not die. In the Clippers series, uh, someone slashes down at the ball and hits his wrist on his uh, left hand. So his left, his hand, left hand is gone. So his left hand is taped. And then in game one of this series, he or sorry. Yeah, his right hand in the Clippers series in the game one of this series his left hand gets caught on the shorts of one of the Milwaukee Bucks players and he had to get that one wrapped mid-game the basketball gods are trying to kill Chris Paul (laughs) he's gonna win the NBA he's gonna hoist the NBA finals trophy and just die right there so it's gonna be the greatest picture ever because he's gonna have the trophy he's gonna be like so little did we know that the basketball gods are actually the same from Mortal Kombat. So Shang Tsung is saying, your soul is mine. That's It has to be that. Because I yeah. don't... This man cannot catch a break. And he's still somehow going to win the finals. Yeah. He he's will. impossible to root for. He's a dirty player. He's a crybaby. He's <laughs> impossible to root for. But God, he's so good at basketball. And, <laughs> and, and you really I do... I hate you, Ron Burgundy. And you, and you do... God damn, do I respect you. You do want him to win that chip. But God, he's hard to root for. He's so hard. All right. So with that being said, what do you want to cover next? All right. Let's get into the uh, let's get into the MLB All Star Game rosters that have been announced. So the All Star Game is going to be Tuesday. Well, we'll cover first the Home Run Derby. All right. So the Home Run Derby is going to be Monday night at Coors Field. The All Star Game is going to be Tuesday at Coors Field. The Home Run Derby was announced uh, with eight participants in bracket style competition. Whoever hits the most home runs advances until you get to the final and then whoever hits the most home runs in the final wins it pretty simple so the uh matchups are number one shohei otani against juan soto number eight number four salvador perez how he got in the competition i have no idea against number five pete alonzo number two joey gallo against number seven trevor story number three matt olsen against number six trey mancini i mean it's gonna be he got in because, you know, the people didn't actual, want to hit. Yeah. The actual home run hitters are like me, and they believe that participating in the home run derby ruins your swing for the final, final third of the, or not final third, final half of the season. But then again, remember, it doesn't apply to Japanese players, Asian players, because they are just some kind of freaks. So, no, I think it's, I think Shohei loses the MVP on, on he's the, not back. Winning the MVP right now. And the back of his home run derby victory. He's not winning the MVP. He he doesn't have the MVP right now. It's Vladimir Guerrero. Well, I mean, you let other people tell it, bro. It's like LaMelo versus Ant-Man. Right? Yeah. LaMelo Ball won the... Wait, when when was he up against Paul Rudd? (laughs) Stop, bro. We all know know Ant-Man is Hank Pym. That's right. So... um. What were we talking about? Show hey. And moving yeah. on. All yeah, right. So I lost the, it. <laughs> well, that that's a that's a uh 
That's a thought that Jermaine's never going to get back. Well, it's six twenty in the morning. What do you want from me? Folks? So I'll go over the I'll go over the American League starters uh, and then the reserves. So the elected American League starters: Salvador Perez, a catcher from Kansas City. Like we talked, Vladdy Jr. from Toronto, first base. Second baseman, Marcus Simeon, also from Toronto. Third base is Rafael Devers from Boston. Shortstop is Xander Bogarts from Boston. The outfielders are Mike Trout from the Angels, Aaron Judge from the Yankees, and Toscar Hernandez from Toronto, with the DH being Shohei Otani. Now, Mike Trout is injured, so he's playing in the All-Star game. The reserves, uh, Mike Zunino from Tampa Bay, Jose Altuve from Houston, Bo Bichette from Toronto, Carlos Correa, Jermaine's boy from Houston. Hell yeah. Matt Olson from Oakland, Jose Ramirez from Cleveland, Jared Walsh having a career year from the Angels, Michael Brantley from Houston. Michael Brantley is kind of always that like all-star reserve guy. He's, he's like just, always really good, always really good, so but never good, like, bro. always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Dog. Joey, Joey Gallo from Texas. Uh, Cedric Mullins from Boston, JD Martinez from Boston, Nelson Cruz from Minnesota, and Adulis Garcia from Texas. Moving on, oh, this then the starting pitchers for the American <laughs> League. Uh, Shane Bieber from Cleveland, obviously injured, he won't play. Garrett Cole for the Yankees, he probably will not be in the conversation at the end of the year for uh, best pitcher because Spider Tech, Spider Tech, Spider Tech. Uh, does whatever a spider tag can. Sorry, Nathan Avaldi from Boston. Kyle Gibson from the Rangers. Uh, UCE Kikuchi from Seattle. Jesus Christ. Lance Lynn from the White Sox. Carlos Rodon from the White Sox. The relievers, Matt Barn from Boston. Arodis Chapman from the Yankees. Liam Hendricks from the White Sox. Ryan Presley from Houston. And Gregory Soto from Detroit. Who's the dude that Araldis Chapman should have should not have been in? Wasn't there like a Pirates reliever? That uh, well, have this, been in well, well, this is well, this is American League. I don't think Araldis Chapman should be in the All Star game with an over four ERA. Oh, okay. I thought there was a reliever that should have been in, and and he got it. Anyways, we'll move on. Oh, probably that 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 probably is true. So for the National League, the the elected starter Buster Buster Posey from San Francisco, Freddie Unreal. Freeman from Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what how is happening with Buster Posey this year. Uh, Adam Frazier from Pittsburgh playing second base. Nolan Arenado, uh, for R. some other team, from some team other than the Colorado Rockies at third. Shortstop Tatis Jr. from San Diego. The outfielders Ronald Acuna from Atlanta, Nick Castellanos from Cincinnati, and Jesse Winkler, Winker from Cincinnati. The reserves, JT Realmuto from Philadelphia, Ozzie Baez from the Braves, Chris Bryant from the Cubs, Brendan Crawford also having a career year from the Giants, Jake Cronenworth from San Diego, uh, Escobar from the Diamondbacks, uh, Max Muncy from the Dodgers, Trey Turner from the Nationals, Mookie Betts from the Dodgers, Brian Reynolds from Pittsburgh. Kyle Schwarber from Washington. He's injured, so he won't be at the All-Star game. Juan, Sw- Juan Soto excuse me, from the Nationals. Chris Taylor from the Dodgers. I'm going to need water after I've been talking this much. For starting pitchers from the National League, uh, Corbin Burns from Milwaukee. Hugh Darvish from San Diego. Jacob deGrom from the Mets, who's already come out publicly and said he will not pitch in the All-Star game. 
Kevin Guzman from San Francisco, Armon Marquez from Colorado, Trevor Rogers from Miami, Zach Wheeler from the Phillies, and Brandon Woodruff from the Brewers. The four relievers from the National League, Josh Hader from the Brewers, fuck Josh Hader, Craig Kimbrell from the Cubs, Mark Melancone from San Diego, and Alex Reyes from the Cardinals. Ah, uh, yep, that's the all-star team. You know, there's, there's, you know, that's, there's always, there, there's always bad picks in the all-star game because it's, it's the fans voting, right? Yeah. But then you can always make the argument that the baseball writers wrote, vote for the hall of fame and they make mistakes every year. They didn't vote anyone in this last year. So yeah, like, I mean, what, like what, what, what are we going to do? Let the, in the hall of fame. We're yeah, what are we going to do? Let the baseball writers decide this? They'll pick. No, no. never. They'll they'll leave Mike Trout off the All Star game just because, because he didn't yeah. hit four sixty two in the first half of the season. Yeah, because he's having a down year for <laughs> for for Mike Trout standards. That's right. The uh, U.S. Baseball Olympics team was also announced. Uh, some some kind of headliners uh, of the uh, the team. Uh, longtime major leaguers Todd Frazier, Scott Casimir, Edwin Jackson, and David Robinson. Uh, and then top prospects uh, like Tristan Chaos, Shane Baez, and Simeon Woods Richardson. Uh, they're looking for their their third gold medal. The U.S. team is their third gold medal uh, after winning in 1988 and 2000. The Olympics is ba- baseball is back in the Olympics uh, after being, I think, cut out for a while. At least ten years we haven't had baseball in the Olympics, and the team is going to be managed by managed by. Uh, Mike Sosha, who managed the Angels for 19 years and led them to a World Series in 2002. No chance the U.S. wins. No. Not with that roster. No. This team is awful. (laughs) I looked at that roster and said, huh? (laughs) I thought it was a joke. This team has 14 MLB veterans, and when they say MLB veterans, it's like Vietnam veterans. Yeah, they're being generous. Yeah. like I don't think Scott Casimir has performed at a good level since... I don't know, 2010. Do do they know that there isn't an over 55 rule? I don't think they do. Okay. It's, yeah. it's like the, it's like watching the senior tour. Yeah, I mean like I I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess the good I I guess the good thing is that 19 of Team USA's players have played for the US before and 10 of them have won a gold medal in international competition. Oh, all right. So that's Shit. that's good. Okay. But yeah, there's there's definitely some uh definitely some old heads on that roster. <laughs> to be generous. All right, let's go. Let's move on to combat sports. So UFC 264 is this weekend, right? On the heels of UFC announcing a massive seven-figure deal with a crypto company to be their re- most recent sponsor. Room 303 is here to talk about the main card. We'll go through the fights and then we'll tell you a little parlay that we have running for the pod, right? So kicking off the main card, we have Sean O'Malley in a bantamweight bout versus Chris Moutinho. And uh, do you have the Bovada odds pulled up still? Yeah, I do. (laughs) Actually, you read it through. Give us the odds. (laughs) All right. So first fight, Sean O'Malley against Chris Moutinho. Uh, I know Mally's a minus 900 favorite in this fight. <laughs> uh, if you want to bet Chris Mateo, he's plus 550. 
Uh, on, you, yeah, you kind of have to lay 550 at that point. Uh, women's bantamweight fight, uh, Irene Aldana against Yana Kanitskaya. Top five uh, fight. Yeah, top five fight. Even though if before the show you would ask me who Yana Kanitska, Kanitskaya was, I would have no idea. I still have no idea right now. But she's even money plus 100. Uh, Irene is obviously the favorite for this fight, minus 120. Moving on to the uh, men's heavyweight fight. It's going to be tied to Avasa against Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy is plus 115 underdog. Tuavasa is a minus 140 favorite. The uh, second to last fight of the night, Stefan Thompson against Gilbert Burns. Stefan Thompson is a minus 170 favorite. Gilbert Burns plus 140. Maybe a little bit of money there on Gilbert Burns if you think that he can win. That that line it might be a little bit inflated towards Thompson. And then the fight of the evening, Conor McGregor against Dustin Poirier. Conor McGregor plus 105. Dustin Poirier minus 125. If you think that minus 125 shouldn't be absolutely hammered, then you're wrong. Yeah, people keep trying to convince me that Connor's going to win this fight. I just don't see it. Yeah, I mean, he's okay. Here, here's the thing. I, I almost, I, I don't like Connor McGregor. You and I both don't like Connor McGregor. Not, not but anymore. We, I used to like Connor McGregor for the record. But we kind of liked him a little bit, like when he showed like a little bit of like old man humility going into like the Poye fight. Like the fans want to see this. We're both here. None of us really has a shot at anything. So let's just go out there and let's have a good match for the fans. You know, they traded, they, 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 they put on the charity thing. You know, he said that they bet, you know, hot sauces against proper whiskey. It was, it was, it was a nice thing to see, right? It was like, oh yeah, like, like these are fighters that know they're on the backside. And now you look at Conor McGregor coming out for their third fight after getting slept. And now he's, now he's, throwing Poirier's hot sauce bottles. He's dumping them out. He's trying to kick him in the press conference. He's he's talking. He's getting on an interview with Stephen A. Smith and saying uh, Hudobin's uh, career doesn't matter because he submits people. Uh, Our knockouts are the only thing that matters to him. Like The submissions don't matter. He says he only has one loss because he looks to knock out people. This man wilding. Yeah, it's and then you had to sit back and listen to all these ridiculous Conor McGregor fans and they're like, Oh, he's back. I'm like, huh? No, if anything, he's worse. <laughs> like, well, huh? I was like, this man got slept and he's coming back talking like like he's a he's the king of the jungle. And yeah. somehow Conor McGregor every time always says that he's coming for so and so's belt. At such and such time, when what has given Conor McGregor the audacity to expect a title shot? What is he? What is he ranked right now? He's is five. He he's five in the division. That's crazy. He's five in the lightweights. Yeah, fives don't get title shots. Well, that's not true. Five, you had five coming off. A, like it's what is he in his last four fights? He's like two and two. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't get you a title shot that's what i'm saying like what is he coming off just because his name gets him a title shot probably connor come out and show me that you've actually worked on your game yep show me that you're not the same fighter that electrified the world like six years ago 
before you punched an old man in a bar, threw a dolly through a bus, and became one of the most obnoxious people I ever had to witness. In and kind of had a buried like multiple reports of sexual assault. Let's not let's not ignore that too. Yeah, and this this was all around the time he went and did the Mayweather fight and got paid. Like, yeah. you expect me to think that Connor is still that dude? So we talked about those odds. Let's do a little room three hundred three parlay for the people, Jermaine. Who you got? All right, so for the parlay, it's going to be a four-fight pick em. Uh We've got O'Bally at minus 900, Tuvasa at minus 140. We talked about the Thompson-Burns fight. That's a really intriguing fight, but we, we lean Thompson, even though he's minus 170. And we also took Poirier minus 125, which I can just hear all the Connor stands like, no way Connor loses again. Oh, Connor. And that pays plus 445. So put a little bit of pizza money on it, and then you'll get more money to buy more pizzas. We all love pizza, right? Everybody loves pizza. All right, and a quick uh, – so that's it. That's all we got for the UFC. UFC 264 looks like it's going to be a real good card. So I'm, look, I'm looking forward to watching people get hit in the face, slept on, even though that's even though that's not a real way to win, and then people getting knocked out. So Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers defeated Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady in the match. Did you watch any of this? Why was this on on a Tuesday? I don't know, but it, it was kind of fun. It was good, but like, why was it on on a Tuesday? This needs to be on on like a Sunday. I like, I need to watch this on like a, a Saturday or a Sunday. Like, this is pro- this is prime. Like, sit on your couch, TV viewing, nothing to do. It, it made Tuesday crazy. Tuesday was action packed. It was not. Nice. I mean, it was it was a good it was a good day, but like. We went from stuff to do. We went from the Euros to the match to game one of the NBA Finals. You said I got stuff to do. What do you have to do? Go to trivia night and drink beer. You fucking liar! (laughs) You said I have. I almost didn't catch that. Yeah, I. I don't know how I felt. At one point in time, I said, "Yo, this is kind of nice that this is on a Tuesday because I can sit here and watch the whole thing." Because usually there's a bunch of other sports on Sunday. But also, I I wanted to pop a beer, but it was yeah. like it was midday Tuesday, and I had yeah. stuff. To, I had I legitimately yeah, stuff had to stuff. Yeah. stuff sure, to sure, do, sure. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Your stuff was drink beer. My stuff was actually do still do stuff, stuff to do. <laughs> so I don't know how I feel about the Tuesday. I didn't hate it. I understand what you're saying. I would rather if they're gonna do it, do it on a Saturday. So that way, if I do drink, I don't have to hate myself at work the next day. Yeah, that's true. It was it was fun. Like the whole the whole bit about Colin Gronkowski and like having him on like all the phones. That was pretty fun. You know, obviously, you know, Phil Mickelson is one of the best trash talkers in golf. Uh, one of the lines he said is is in the first couple of holes, he outdrove DeChambeau and said, Everybody watching in America just watched a fifty five year old man or a fifty year old man outdrive you. Yeah. He did say it, it's Phil Mickelson is awesome for the first two hours. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the back nine and you're just like, can someone just mute his microphone for like 60 seconds? Just let, let anyone else say something. Yeah. He is a little domineering, I guess. Oh my God. I was just like, Phil, like you were awesome, but you're, you're, you're a small dose kind of guy. Like <laughs> I ain't trying to yeah, kick like, it with you daily. Bro. You're a, you're a, a like mic'd up clip sort of guy. Like not yeah, yeah. a, not a three hours straight. 
Yo, I want your greatest hits. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to listen to the E Forty album. Yeah, the, yeah. The B. We don't want B side. We want greatest <laughs> hits. <laughs> All right. So, with that being said, congratulations to Deshambo and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is what now seven and two versus Tom Brady. So seven Super Bowls. So, for, yeah, seven Super Bowls for Brady. One for Rodgers, mm-hmm. and Rodgers won the match. So yep, seven two and two. seven. Yep, he's two and seven. <laughs> two and seven. Yeah, there we go. That's what I meant to say. We're going to move into international football, right? So UEFA Euro 2020, even though it's 2021, that's not a misspeak, is in its finals, right? So we'll cover the quarters and the semis, but let's start with Copa America, which also has its final set, which is Brazil versus Argentina. Who you got? Do you have odds on this by any chance? Uh, Hold on one sec. Well, you right. you tell you tell me the breakdown. I'll tell you the odds when I get them. All right. So Brazil to get here beat uh, Peru in the semifinals one nil after Neymar created chance after chance and Brazil's forwards and strikers couldn't put it in the net. <laughs> and then then we had Argentina beating Colombia. Uh, Colombia. That's right. In a pretty audacious game. I love. Latin soccer, it's so drastically different than European soccer because they are just in your face talking crap the whole time. There was I there was probably more at the end of the game, but at like the 70th minute, there was 10 yellow cards given out. Like these teams did not like each other. They were straight up talking crap. Then you get to penalties. And first of all, Argentina's goalie, um, What's his name? Martinez. I think it's Martinez goes super Saiyan blocks three shots. And after each one is fist pumping, hips, gyrating, thrust in the air, pointing at people, throwing his hands up. I was just like, yo, Vince McMahon would be proud. And then Columbia, um, their third goal, the dude walks up. He's like, yo, they absolutely needed this goal. So he puts it back in the net clean goalkeeper's nowhere near it and he starts tiger woods double fist pumping and dancing and Messi was hot bro when when his goalkeeper goes super saiyan and blocks the last attempt for colombia Messi's yelling at the colombian dude who is dancing he's just like dance now dance now and Messi's like yelling at the top of his lung like beating his chest i was like this is what i want bro Dang, the year the Euros is like a gentleman's game. Copa America is like a fist fight on a soccer field. Dog, they there is no love loss between these guys. All right, so Argentina, Brazil in the final. Brazil is the favorite. They're plus one fifteen. Argentina is plus two sixty five. The draw is plus two fifteen right now. Draw is plus two fifteen. All right, so for those of you who aren't familiar with betting soccer, you bet full time, no extra time, and no penalties. So that's why you have the three options split on that. Win f- for either side as well as betting the tie. Um, so one thing I noticed about Copa America is they don't do extra time. Is there extra time for this final? I would assume so, right? They don't do extra time. They just go straight they, to penalties. They go straight to penalties. 
Yeah, that was one thing that made the uh, Argentina the Argentina Colombia game was getting real good towards the end, and then they went to penalties, and I was just like, "Where's my extra thirty minutes?" <laughs> I was just like offended instantly, and then the penalties were outstanding with all the shit talking, the jumping, the gyrating, the hooting, the hollering. It was it was outstanding. So Argentina Brazil, if you search it, the match to go into extra time that you can't bet on it. So I would assume since you can bet on it on Bavada, it it is. The option is there. Uh, okay, that makes sense. I would have assumed for the final, you want extra time. Like you want to decide it on the pitch and not penalties. Yeah. Um. I mean, the obvious choice here is Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's Argentina. Messi doesn't win in finals. Exactly. That, you got to hammer the, Brazil. That's what I was gonna say. Argentina has been here how many times, and they've just dropped the ball always. Always. So Maybe now that he's a free agent, he'll, he's devoted more to international football. What, so what do you think about this now that he's a free agent? Well done. Where, where do you think Messi ends up? Uh, I told you him and Cristiano Ronaldo are going to enter Miami. You did say that. I did that's, not think you were serious. I'm 100% serious. I think he goes to enter and in two years or in a year, Ronaldo joins him. Wow. It's so bold, but you're like, well, maybe. I know. I want it to happen because I'm moving to Miami instantly. Because it's I'm David gonna go Beckham's be a, team. I'm going to go be a cabana boy somewhere over there for some lady just so I can go to the Inter-Miami matches. How wild would that be to see those two play together? That'd be amazing. Yeah. I would love to see that happen in some crazy European division. Like if they got together in – the Slovakian like the, second division? No, 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 no. If you're gonna go to any division, you go to the you go to the EPL third division, bro. Oh, geez, the Skybet champ or the Skybet Skybet League One. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you have to go play for uh, Leeds United. Oh my god, that or would what, be pretty awesome, though. Or what, what team did I play for? My player on FIFA It was like Mansfield Town. <laughs> yeah, Wake Wakeham Wanderers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, Argentina doesn't win. This Brazil squad is scary good. This Neymar versus Messi matchup is pretty sweet, though. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I was just like, yo, that's tight. Do, do you have the day of this final? I believe it's Saturday, correct? Saturday. Uh, hold on. And then while we're at that, let me look up the Euro final. The Euro is on Sunday. The, uh, the Copa America final is... Tomorrow, yes, tomorrow. All right. So Saturday for Copa America, Sunday for the Euros. So right, getting into the Euros, let's cover the let's cover the quarterfinals. Okay. So quarterfinal matchups: Italy beat Belgium two to one in Munich. Spain had to go to penalties. They won three one. They they or they beat Switzerland on penalties. They scored three penalties to Switzerland's one. This led to <laughs> what? I forgot Switzerland only scored one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this was an exhausted Switzerland team. Spain went to extra time, too, before that. I don't yeah. want to hear it. Yeah. I mean, what? no, I, I'm, I'm just saying they were exhausted. After okay. playing against France, <laughs> you they were exhausted. You bring up France. I hate you. This led to the matchup that I got right one round early. The Italy-Spain semifinal matchup. This game was awful. This game was this game was an exact game that you would expect. 
from two firehouse, like powerhouse teams coming in. It's just soccer, isn't it? Spain has scored what? Spain scored five goals in the first round. Italy has scored four goals in the, in the two rounds. Like you expected these teams to come out and just, oh, Italy's going down. Oh, they scored. Oh, Spain, like a, a back and forth match. It was a match of just like, let's kick it into the box and see what happens. And when we get it into the box, let's just blow chances. It was, it was exactly what you'd expect from those two styles that they play. I was messaging you two. And at halftime, Italy had no attempts on goal. And yet they had had two instances where the Spanish goalkeeper had come out aggressively and blew it. And the goal was wide open and Italy had the ball. And they had no attempts, no attempts, not even shots on target, no attempts at goal. (laughs) Not even an attempt. And and on the other side, I think the Spanish had 50 attempts at goal and only one on target. Yeah, the the Spanish their striker position is just a travesty. Their builds-ups are so good and when they get into the like the box, it's like they forget what foot yeah. they are. They start kicking <laughs> field goals. <laughs> it's like the, the, wait that's, am i right-footed let me see yeah what's happening oh look there's a there's a little girl i can donate this ball to in row 32 <laughs> yeah. and then like and then and then you got into extra time in this game and the first half of extra time i even bet spain i bet spain to win an extra time because they dominated the first half and then you come out of the break and italy dominates the second 15 minutes <laughs> You do have you do have to admit though that last in, that last Italy penalty though that was pretty cheeky to take the little step and then just whoop, the little yeah, fake, it was, the little fake hop yeah that was it was funny because there was a Spanish player who did it just before that yep and uh, he did the same thing and I, the goalie was the goalie was pretty much out of the entire yeah. net ah. by, the time, by the time he kicked it. You ever seen those shooting stars videos? Yeah. yeah. The bag Raider song that yeah. goalie should be made into it just because of how ridiculous that yeah. was on the other side of the bracket. Ukraine's or uh, England smashed Ukraine four zero in, in a match that they did exactly England who England is who we thought they were. And uh, Denmark beat the Czech Republic two one. Which and Denmark is is who we who we thought they were, and then in the semifinal matchup, Denmark scores first, then allows an own goal, then uh, then Casper Schmeichel gets a laser pointer in his eye, (laughs) saves a penalty, and then Harry Kane buries the rebound, and England advances two to one. Did he really get a laser pointer in his eye? Yep. England England got fined by UEFA because English fans shined a laser pointer into Caster Schmeichel's eye. Holy cow, dude. Damn. So bet Italy. So it was before sure. it was it was before the penalty. He bet got a laser Italy. pointer shine. He got a laser pointer shined in his eye and still saved the penalty. Caster Schmeichel. Now who wins the tournament? Or who wins keeper of the tournament? Jan Summer or Caster Schmeichel? <sighs> The Spanish, the Spanish goalie in that Italy game, <laughs> that dude needs some props too. Yeah. Um, I'm going with Casper Schmeichel just for the audacity of that England laser pointer yeah. incident. 
So that sets up, like we said on Sunday, an, an Italy-England final. I'm all in on, it, on Italy because I have bet uh, ridiculous amounts of money on them to win the Euro. But I, I, they, Italy did not impress me against Spain. And England, and, and, and the one thing that I required of England when we were talking about them in last episode is I wanted to see, can England go down early and claw their way back to a win? Well, there you go. They went down early and they clawed their way back to a win. Dude, they went down and England got fired up. That goal went in and England instantly, like 90 seconds later, created a chance on goal where Sterling hit it. And he he unfortunately struck it right at the goalkeeper. So the goalkeeper deflected it. But another like two minutes after that, they have this masterful buildup. I believe Harry Kane drops a pass. It might have been. I think it was Harry Kane. I'll have to double check. But Harry Kane drops a pass through the back line right on the edge of the box on the on the right side or the keeper's left side mm-hmm. and completely erases the four defenders. They cross it across the box and Sterling just puts it in net. I was just like, ooh, tie game. Yeah. This makes me happy because I said Denmark will make the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, if you mm-hmm. listen to this podcast and you bet accordingly, you would have made really good money because Denmark was what plus five fifty to make it or four fifty. Uh, they were plus. Yeah, I think they were plus at at the time you talked about it. They were plus four hundred to make the semifinals, and they were plus five fifty to win to make the finals. Five five fifty to make the finals. Yeah, yeah, which they did not do. But I said they'd at least make the semifinals. Mm-hmm. And they had a damn good chance to make the finals if it weren't for... Did you see the penalty that was awarded? Mm-mm. Do yourself a favor. Look up the penalty that... I mean, Sterling gets hit, but... <sighs> that was some... Uh, that See my previous comment about European soccer players being soft. Anyways, I I picked England for the World Cup. And here they are, right? My way too early predictions in 2018. Mm-hmm. France would win the tournament. France did. I said England would win the 2022 World Cup. And here they are at the 2020 Euros in 2021. With, a, gr- with, with a great chance to win it. With a chance to win it. They've never won a Euro before. Yeah. I never. Think that's why I think that's why the, the English are a little, <laughs> are a little angry. And... I don't know. I think Italy wins it though. If you're if you're betting at home, you take the plus. What is it? Plus one. You said plus one thirty. It is. Uh, right now, uh, England is plus one sixty as the betting favorite. Italy is plus two hundred, and the draw is plus two hundred five. I think that flipped since we recorded. I'll have to go back and listen, but. I think you read initially Italy was plus 130-something and England was plus 2-something. Wow. That, that would have to be a lot of action for it to flip. Yeah. So maybe I just heard it wrong. Maybe just people are betting England. The entire continent of England is betting England. The FBI is listening to our, our podcast before that's, we post it. That's, that's right. And so I, you know, we mentioned that, that Danish own goal. There have now been 11 own goals in this tournament alone. In all previous Euros, Jermaine, there were only nine. 
all the euros all the euros combined before this there were only How, nine when did the euros start 1960 something like that yeah oh my god <laughs> 11 own goals this tournament only nine in all other previous tournaments this is unreal unheard of so 50 matches played 140 goals scored 2.8 per match yep Dude, 11 own goals. 11 own goals. (laughs) So either they like redid their their criteria or like, you know, I don't know. Either UEFA redid their criteria for own goals or they're, or they just, uh, obviously you have, you have, now you you have to understand you have like the, you have the like, and like the advent of like, goal line technology and replays now so i'm like before like 19 before like 2000 you probably didn't get a chance to look at each goal and award it to somebody if it was an own goal so the number is is inherently skewed but it's still crazy that 11 own goals have happened this year yeah so it did start in 1960 okay good call every four years so I, I'm, I'm going to skip over some of these last bullet points, Jermaine. But the Tokyo Olympics will be contested under a state of emergency. So all fans will be banned for the entirety of the Olympics because due to a spike of COVID, uh, of a spike in Tokyo COVID cases. Yep. That, that stinks. That's awful. I love the Olympics. I love it. It's you know, a great time to watch these nations compete and all these, all these, you know, I, I don't know how to put this, but it's like lesser covered sports and those athletes that put in so much hard work and effort to be there and to be the best because you truly have to be the best to be competing at these. And events. it's already been pushed a year. Yeah. And so, for COVID to steal this from them in 2020. Um, and, you know, that will get into that costing someone then in 2020 and very much costing them now due to life circumstances. Um, man, it's just devastating for the athletes. It really is. Like, I wasn't going to be attending. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was yeah. going to be watching. You weren't, you weren't going to Tokyo? I wasn't going to Tokyo. You weren't going to be pop over to Tokyo? I was going to be watching the NBC coverage, who does a very good job at covering the Olympics, but uh, despite Bob Costas' schmarmy ass. Um, that's just sad. Yeah. I read this and got sad, but it's it's for the best. It's for the best for the athletes. It's for the best for the fans. Um, and it's not like we didn't just watch a whole year of sports <laughs> without yeah, fans. So For sure. Let's we'll get over it. it. Uh, let's move into standing O. So we've talked about Shohei Otani a lot on this podcast. Obviously, all-star. He's a candidate for the MVP, right? If if he were to win MVP, I wouldn't agree with it, but it wouldn't be so egregious that he won it. Yeah. With his 32nd home run yesterday, he broke Hideki Matsui's season-long record, season-long record for homers by a Japanese-born player. Uh, if Jermaine, remind me what point in the baseball calendar we're at right now. I don't think we've played the 81 games for every team yet. I uh, think we're about halfway through. I would say on average, we're halfway through the season and he's already broken 
the season-long record for Japanese-born home runs. That's insane. So one thing I was going to ask is before the All-Star game, obviously games stop, but the last games played are Saturday or is it Sunday? Uh, the last – so there you normally get like two days off before the All-Star break. So if it's Tuesday – so the last games are Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, so the last, so last game should be tomorrow. So he's done it before the last game, before the All-Star break? Yes. Yes. That's insane. Yeah. Oh, 32 is a lot. So he he he's obviously the pace car for the home run. 32 is a lot, yes. He's the pace car for the home run. Um he's what three up on Vlad right now? Who's second? He's four Vlad. up on Vlad. Four, Vlad has twenty eight. Yeah. Four up. Yeah. I remember hitting you up and being like, yo, Shohei has twenty eight like two weeks ago. Yeah. I was like, he has twenty eight already. That's a lot, right? Oh, I, I apologize. They're playing games on Sunday as well. Oh, okay. Cram schedule. Well, I guess it is two days, right? So Monday and then most of Tuesday before the All-Star game tips. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I thought Shohei having 28 probably, like, what was it, two weeks ago now? Was a lot. And you were like, no. And he hits four more. And now you're like, now you're like it's a lot. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean. Okay, so here, so here's the thing. The reason that I say it's not a lot is because you take midseason predictions, and like the greatest thing, the great thing about playing 82 games is you can just double it, right? So you can say, hey, he hit this, he's going to hit this. If he had 28 home runs, that means he's going to finish the season with 56. That's not that. That's not like that's a lot of home runs, but that's not otherworldly. Like, yeah, that's a lot of home runs. I, it's not like I'm sorry. It's not 56 home runs. Is is I, it, it's a lot of home runs, but it's not a crazy number of home runs. Now that he's hit over 30 home runs, that means if you double it, he's hit over 60 home runs. And now uh, if he's hit. Now if uh, he's hit. Now he's hitting 64 home runs in the regular season. How many times? How many players a year hit over 55 home runs? At least one. Every year, right? Probably. Okay. How so, many players each year hit over 60 home runs? I don't know that. That's why I just asked you the 55 home runs one. <laughs> How are you going to ask me a question when I literally just asked the same question? You just added more home runs. By the way, funny. By the way, funny Google. I was just looking how many how many players uh, have hit 55 home runs in a season, and it corrected it to how many players have hit 55 home runs in an inning. So that was that's uh, <laughs> in, 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 Google. yeah. So that's Google. <laughs> hey Google, zero zero. All right, all right, okay, now that I'm reading this article, I seem a little bit I seem a little bit idiotic. There's only been 46 50 home run seasons. <laughs> Thank you, bro. That's what I was trying right. to say. Listen, listen. I can make mistakes too. Okay. I know you can, but I was that's I was just trying to explain. I wasn't articulating it well enough. I was just like, dude, are you sure? I was like, are you sure? I I, I thought I was tripping. I was just like, yo, 28 seems like a lot already. Okay, but here's the thing. All right, and here's my point. It's not the record though. 28 people have hit 50 <laughs> or more home runs in a season, right? 28 different people they've just done it well what, what whatever the stat i just said was right 
There have okay. only been eight people who have hit over 60 home runs in the history of baseball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I understand how hard it is to do and how ridiculous it is. That's why I thought the 55 was a pre- I'm not saying the 64 that it's projected now is not. I'm just, <laughs> I was just giving respect where I was. I'm, just, I'm, I'm looking at this dude. Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire have combined for five out of the eight 60 home run seasons. Long gone summer, bro. That's dude. The save the, the summer that saved baseball. Put him in the hall of fame. Put him in the hall. All in the hall. All in the hall. Speaking of speaking of of baseball players who mash, San Diego relief pitcher Daniel Carm Carmarea had his first career hit the other night, Jermaine. Great story. His family was in the stands. Would you like to know who who he was uh facing? Uh yeah, it's gotta be some reliever, right? No, it wasn't. It was actually uh Washington Nationals ace, Max Serger. Would you like to know what situation this uh pitcher came up in against ace Max Serger, former Cy Young winner? Uh it's no one on two out bottom fifth. Bases loaded, bottom fourth. My boy, Danny Boy, Danny C. Family in the stands, first career hit, facing Max Serger, gets a 96-mile-per-hour fastball down in and says, bartender, Jack. <laughs> oh, my God. First career home run is a grand slam, a former Cy Young winner, Max Serger. That's a standing O for you, Danny C. And it's not just first career home run. It's first career hit. hit. Yeah. First career hit. That blew my mind. All right, let's move into find him and cut him. Um, go ahead and start with the second bullet point since the first one's a little, you know, touchy. So Shikari Richardson, Olympic sprinter, was banned after testing positive for Mary Jane, which is marijuana for you, for you non-cool kids. My this so this is I have my opinions on it, Jermaine. I want to get your opinions on it. Okay, so it stinks. First of all. Like it, it really stinks. Like it, I, I don't like the decision. She was but, fun. She brought fun into Olympic sprinting, and she was probably the favorite to win. One hundred percent. Yeah, it, she was blazing fast. She had audacious nails and was still running like that, which I always she thought would, was. Cool. She would point. She would point at the at the timer when she crossed the line. She would shit talk <sighs> other people. She had flair, and she seemed like such a sweetheart on top of that. You know, normally people who have that kind of flair are, are douches, <laughs> but she seemed genuinely nice. Yeah. But also, you knew the consequences. Yeah. Like, it's, you, it's not like you didn't know the Olympics were coming up. It's not like you didn't know they test for marijuana. It's not like you haven't been tested before. It's not like you don't know the process for your career. So it's kind of like at a certain point in time, when did we stop holding people accountable? Just because a rule is stupid. Yeah, it's dumb. I get it. I understand. The rule is dumb. But you know the rule. The rule is there. And the rule has been there for some time. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean that's 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 my thoughts exactly. Like I get it that like marijuana is a performance depressor and not a performance enhancer. But guess what? 
you probably are now the person that is going to lead to a rule change, but they're not going to change the rules just for you. No, they're not. And you shouldn't have brought, you knew it was against the rules and you still did it. And you're going to get punished for it, regardless of what the rule is. And, you know, the circumstances itself is, is awful as well. I just want to touch base. Like her mother passed away. And so she said that she smoked to help cope with it, which is probably the better option. You don't want to drink because that's way worse for you if you're training for the Olympic speed run. Uh, you know, it's not like Jordan in the nineties. You can't just drink scotch and whiskey all night and come drop 50 on a motherfucker's head. But you know, and I understand that that's a terrible situation. I don't even under, I don't even know how I'd react if I lost my mother. So my sympathies and condolences and prayers to her, but you know, we're all grownups and we've been taught that forever. We know the rules. And if we break the rules, you know the punishment's coming. And there's times that if you break the rule, you don't get caught. It, all right. Yeah. But you you know you're rolling the dice. You're taking that gamble. You're taking that risk. So I guess I'm straddling the fence here because I can see the side where people are upset about. But I'm more of the ilk like, all right, but you knew the rule. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm also going to find and cut athletes who have been speaking out about this. And using the take, well, she worked so hard, you should just give it to her. Everybody, <laughs> yeah. everybody in this Olympic team and at Olympic trials has sacrificed so much in their life to be here. You can't just give it to her because she was the best and she worked hard. Yeah. Uh, you know how many, you know, all the other athletes that qualified for the Olympics didn't smoke weed. Yeah. They did like, work hard, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't understand that logic. And and the and the main one that I saw the other day was Patrick Mahomes. That was like, come on, she's worked so hard and made a mistake. Like we all made a mistake. Okay, so you got to pay for it. Yeah, Patrick, if you deflate a football and you get away with it, you're going to get punished. Did you make a mistake? Did Tom Brady know those footballs were deflated? I don't know, but he could have said, "Sorry, I made a mistake." Guess what? He still got suspended for four games. In our society, like you have in a good civilized society, you have rules. And if you make a mistake and knowing like a mistake is unknowingly break the rules. Yeah, this she, was, she this knew was, she was not supposed to smoke weed. She smoked weed. She knowingly broke the rules and got caught. So now you're going to get punished. Yeah, you're taught from a very early age. There's consequences for your actions, right? The stove is hot. You don't know that as a kid because you're an idiot and you run up and you put your hand on it. What's the consequence for your action? Right? Yeah. You just burned yourself like a big knucklehead. Yeah. 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 There's consequences for your actions. Is this a rule that should be changed? Absolutely. Yeah. I agree dumb. with you guys. Dumb rule. It's dumb. It's, dumb. it's not going to get changed. And she's not, it's not going to get changed right now. And Shikari Richardson is not going to be able to run in the Olympics. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know what you did. You knowingly did it beforehand. You and the best part is, is she's handled it better than everyone else on Twitter. Yeah, she, I, I will give it to her. She has not. She has not been like. She has not given this "woe is me" story. She's handled it very much, uh, very much a, a classy way to handle it. Yeah, it, it makes me like want her to be there representing the country even more, but. 
I look, you know what I mean? Do, if if you do performance enhancing drugs and you pop, you get busted. If you do marijuana, you get busted. Ask Josh Gordon. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yep. Uh, what was the what was the kicker in the NFL that that did ecstasy and got suspended three games? Oh, I don't know about that. That's pretty funny though. <laughs> I think he man, I think he was he was the Broncos kicker. Real good kicker, Jason Elam. Oh, Jason Elam. I think it was Jason Elam, but it was uh, he funny. did so he did some drug and got suspended like three games. Like it happens, it happens. Like I don't understand how people are surprised. Anyways, we'll we'll move on to the next one. You want to go ahead and take us through the next one? Yeah. So Trevor Bauer, the highest paid pitcher in Major League <laughs> Baseball, pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers, and lightning rod for current issues and really just Rob Manfred's uh, nemesis throughout this entire season, outspoken social media advocate was placed on administrative leave by the Dodgers last week because a woman claimed sexual assault against him. I'm not going to read what, what she said against him. So you guys can go look it up, but it basically involves a bunch of butt stuff that she said she was not okay with. And like, her falling asleep and Trevor Bauer continuing to uh, commit sex acts. And there's um, talk of him physically striking her. Yes. So, and also the move comes as Bauer's merchandise has been removed from sale on the official MLB website. Uh, He was then extended this week on another seven-day administrative leave, still getting paid but not allowed to play. Yeah. Here's the thing. I, like, you do not, this does not happen if there's not some element of truth. Like, they don't go, they, they, they don't go this far into it if if there's not something, if there's not something there. Well, yeah, so the lawyer's statement, right? Trevor Bauer has remained quiet, and he's released all statements through his lawyer. The lawyer said that she texted Bauer asking for rough physical, you know. Encounters. Rough sexual encounters. Encounters, yeah. And Bauer more than obliged. Right. So they met on Instagram. She messaged him. I don't know if he might have slid in the DMs. I don't know how that goes. But so they messaged back and forth a little bit. She drives from San Diego to LA. Right. The initial start of the first incident is consensual. She says it herself. Bauer says it herself. Bauer submitted their messages saying that as well that it was consensual. Then strangulation occurred. She says she blacked out. She came to, he was, uh, sodomizing her against her wishes. (laughs) And that snowballed, right? Then she said that she had bruises and marks and strikes. And, and then his lawyer said that, um, she mentioned no such thing the next day after the encounter, in fact, the messages were still flirtatious and provocative and were as if everything was amicable. Then 
they have a second encounter a few weeks later, like one or two weeks. And the same kind of incident occurs, but this time probably more egregious than the first. Injuring her so badly she was taken to the hospital. Right. That she was concussed is what what the report said, that she was concussed. And the lawyer said the second event was consensual as well. Both times she drove from San Diego to Trevor Bauer. The whole thing smells of like, what the hell is going on? 100%. 100%. Yeah. And, and is it really surprising that like Trevor Bauer would be wrapped up in something like this? No. The you know like and the funny thing is, is like everyone's got their kinks. Yeah. Like everyone's got whatever they're into. <laughs> and the reason why nobody talks about it is because of this reason. 100%. Yeah. If you're into choking and hitting and all that other stuff and doing doing the freak nasty all right, usually it doesn't come out, but also usually it doesn't go this far where she has black eyes and yeah and, and concussions. So we'll see where this goes. Um I'm inclined to believe that she is correct that at least telling some facet of the truth. Yeah, I, I think that she's correct, especially when both of them have said, like, yeah, this was a consensual thing, like this is this was but if the first one was that bad and you came back for the second one, this is this is what that I always get. I always get confused at that point. I'm just like, oh, if it was bad, why didn't you say you went back? Yeah, from a I legal standpoint, that don't look good. <laughs> yeah, from a legal standpoint, I, yeah. I'm not excusing Trevor Bauer anyway, yeah. shape or form. Especially, you know, I'm, I'm of the ilk that subscribes that men are built, you know, much stronger, sturdier than than women. So like. There are women of slider frame where if you have a professional athlete, you probably have some power from a workout regiment. So probably, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I will say this. Rob Manfred has to love this, right? That yeah, he can just roast Trevor, that he can just crucify Trevor Bauer on something that's non-baseball. Yeah. If if Trevor Bauer ever mouths off again, Rob Manfred's He's got the Trump. It's the Manfred Mafia. It's another Manfred Mafia. I'm telling you, it's a thing, bro. I'm Don't telling you. Talk to 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 Don Manfred. All right, so that's all we have for standing it out, Fighter McCutton. We're going to move into tonight's today's whenever you're listening's trivia questions. Two. That's right. We have two for those of you listening. So we'll start with the first one that we asked at the beginning of the podcast. The Seattle SuperSonics have won a playoff series more re- recently than three current NBA franchises. That year was 2005. Nick gave you that at the beginning of the podcast. We yeah. asked you which three are they? And the answer is the Minnesota Timberwolves in 2004, the Sacramento Kings in 2004, and the Charlotte Hornets slash Bobcats. In 2002. This is bonkers. Let's <laughs> just talk about how bonkers this is. Dude, it's been 17 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Yeah, these teams have been such ass water since then. I mean, like, really bad. <laughs> oh, dude, it's like the Timberwolves... Uh, I don't they didn't trade they traded KG like two year two, three years later after and then, yeah, they broke up the Cassell Garnett train. 
Yeah, Cassell, Sprewell, Michael yeah. Olawakandi, Wally oh. Zerbiak. What what names? What Dude. names from my childhood? Dude, that that Timberwolves team had some talent, but they couldn't stay healthy. Dude, Latrell Spiro with his spinners. Yeah. So they broke up the Timberwolves, right? They traded KG. They realized, like, hey, we're never going to win with him, so let's at least let him go win. He did. He goes to Celtics, wins the title that year. Sacramento Kings, the 2004 team. Doug Christie, Bobby Jackson, Mike Bibby, Gerald Wallace, Paige Paige Stoyakovich, Hito Turkulug. Chris Weber, Vladi Divac, Brad Miller, the talent on that squad, bro. Wow. The talent on that squad. That's the last time the Sacramento Kings have won. Vladi Divac has successfully run that franchise into the ground, <laughs> into the ground as a as a executive. Front office executive. Exactly. That he can't beat the Seattle Supersonics for a more recent playoff series win. Was that Charlotte Bobcats team? Did that have Emeka Okafor on it? Charlotte Bobcats. And the 2002 Bobcats. Did that have Emeka Okafor? The Bobcats didn't start till 05. Oh, okay. So this oh, geez. Have- so, the, so the Bobcats were good because I was like, when do the Bobcats get to the playoffs? So this would have to be they were still the Charlotte Hornets and they probably had Robert Tractor trailer on that squad. They probably had Steve Dave- Kerr. They probably had David West. <laughs> so maybe not. I think David West got drafted the same year as Dwayne Wade. So these these three teams, obviously, like I said, ass water. But our second trivia question we ask you in the last 30 years, <laughs> only one team across all four major three we just discussed. all four major North American sports has zero, zero playoff wins in the last 30 years. What team is this? You should know this, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> but 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 you say to me, but Nick, do you remember Andy Dalton? Do you remember Marvin Lewis? Do you remember Chad Ochocinco? Well, listener, faithful listener, I do. TJ Hoosman Zeta. What which makes this which makes this even worse is that the Bengals made the playoffs every year, with the exception of 2010, from 2009 to 2015. If you're keeping track at home, that's six years, and they have zero playoff wins. Uh, they made the closest, it like one time in 2005, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So in the last play. 30 years, it's not like the Bengals have not had chances. They've had <laughs> plenty of chances. Andy Dalton can't win a playoff game. <laughs> but you can take Mitchell Trubisky's job. There you go. So that, folks, is episode 72. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, as always, follow us on social media, Instagram, and Twitter. We will be coming to you with a special surprise for a special location next week. So stay tuned to that. Uh, Jermaine, what do you got for the people? Um, don't forget to bury E. He was also an addition to find him and cut him. He is a big time bum. He has to be promoted to producer despite not getting out of intern and says that, hey, at least I show up. And he literally didn't even do that this time. He picked the time. He picked the date. Still couldn't do it. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy this fun sporting weekend. We have NBA finals. We have Euro final. We have Copa America final. We have UFC 264. There is a lot to look forward to in the sports world. With that being said, 
for your host, Jermaine Colomendez, for my co-host, Nicholas Morhan, for Podcast Room 303 on socials, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room.